It says live video is starting, so what that means on a Wednesday night is... Welcome to the Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat. We are coming at you live from Chatham Tap Fishers. This is your boy Evan sitting next to your boy Aaron. We um, come into to today kind of torn. I, I, I've got... I've got something up on my, my phone that doesn't make me happy right now. Um, does, does not make me happy, but it is not talking about the beautiful sport. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. Um, <clears throat> hopefully this changes. But my friend, ah, it has been a, um, an interesting beginning to the season so far um, for us Blues fans and, and also for the for the red devils um indeed what, what say you man how have you been i'm good uh, it's glad to be back after a few weeks and it seems a little hot there oh um, oh well you are my friend thank you I mean, that's just what it is um yeah uh, you know we, we we uh couldn't make it last week uh after the, the first games yeah. back from yeah. the international break uh life gets in the way a little bit so um had another opportunity at the weekend and again then again uh in the last couple of days for the carabao cup so um yeah, you know, and you know, we we both got victories in sure, our last game. Yeah, we, you yeah. know, we've got we've got two yeah. in a row. Although I wouldn't say it was um, a classic performance from United right. at the weekend. More right. a, more of a all right, we we got a goal and we figured out how to to see it out. Sure. Um, so it's it's hard to come away with like a ton of optimism. <laughs> um, what I'll say, say from again. a Manchester United standpoint right. is that. Um, because of a lot of, all the injuries and some of the off-field extracurriculars that are going on that have us depleted a bit, has really forced um, Ten Hag to have to use, um, you know, some of the younger players, some of the guys in, in reserve. Test, test. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, and by and large, they've stepped up. Uh, you know, I, I think we'd already known and, and seen that Garnacho. Um, is he's he's got a lot of game. Uh, oh, he's, yeah. he's maturing. Yeah. Uh, Palistri's had a lot of cameos. We haven't seen a ton of him, but he's getting some more time. Uh, Hannibal has been asked to step in, and he's really, really been uh, a, a good um, young guy to see get getting some time. He's been right. contributing a lot. Well, that was going to be one of my questions for you. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I, I don't know if you want to go ahead and jump into the Red Devils. Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's, let's, let's start with the Reds this week. Let's do it. Let's start with the Reds this week, my friend. Here we go. So, um, you know, I think both of our teams kind of have had slow starts. My team obviously mm -hmm. has had the slower start of the two. But um, what do you take from the last three weeks' worth of performances from the Red Devils, my friend? Well, it goes without saying the the Brighton game was probably the lowest point. Mm -hmm. um, from, from the standpoint of, you know, the, there's been a, a familiar pattern uh, to a lot of United's games this season, and that is to come out hot, uh, really dominate possession, uh, kind of show some excitement, show some uh, attacking intent, um, and, and come close to scoring a goal. Um, and then after about 20, 25 minutes of that, the other team gets a breakaway, gets a counterattack, and scores with their first opportunity. Yeah. And it just really, you can see it deflates the team. It takes a lot of wind out of the sails. Um, 
multiple times. You know, we we you know much like the Brighton the Brighton game ended into three to one, uh, but it was it was three nothing at one point. You know, we got a consolation goal. The Bayern Munich game kind of followed the same. You know, we went we went to Munich and everybody thought, oh God, this is lambs to the slaughter. But United looked pretty good for the first 20 minutes or so. Pegged United or pegged Bayern back a little bit. And then their very first opportunity, they score. They score a cheap goal because two guys don't follow the run. And oh, then Onana made man. one of the biggest howlers you'll see. It's, it's really disappointing to go from, uh, you know, a, such a sure-handed shot stopper to a guy who's obviously struggling for a little confidence right yeah. now in yeah. Onana. Oh, we have one of those too. Um, yeah. But, you know, and, and we gave up two quick goals in succession, which is even worse um, the, the score line of the game kind of flattered United, but it, it also kind of says a little bit about Bayern that they could be got to sure. uh, the way they did to only win 4-3, um, or I should say to give up three goals. Um, the performance at the weekend was, was slightly better, um, but it, it still smacked of a side trying to find an identity, not quite sure everybody's on the same page mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it was a win it was a clean sheet um and then was really impressed by the performance yesterday uh, a lot of young guys in the lineup yeah uh, didn't have bruno in there didn't have rashford in there and uh we saw some some great work uh you know on, on the wing getting a ball in for for ganacho early there um I believe, uh, let's see, Casemiro got the second, and I want to say maybe Palistri got the third. Uh, but what was really exciting, even though he was played out of position, we got to see a, a full debut from Sofian Amrabat, and nice. he nice. looks the real deal. He looks composed. He looks like he wants the ball yeah. um, instead of guys kind of hiding from it for long periods of time. And, uh, you know, I, th I think we we got to see some glimpses of what it might look like to have you know, a, a midfield of Amrabat, Casemiro, and Mount able to kind of mm. take care of some business. Mm -hmm. and, and then I think that provides, you know, a different kind of foundation. Bruno can really roam uh, in, in front of a couple guys like that. Um, and uh, what I really want to see is... Uh, oh, and, and by the way, especially at the weekend, Johnny Evans made his return. 35-year-old Johnny Evans. Wow. Last time he started a match for Manchester wow. United was 2015. And you could see that he's been a Manchester United player. You can see that the DNA is, is there mm. that maybe isn't in some of these guys that we've been complaining about a little bit. Okay. Um, and he, he played great. He scored a goal. Unfortunately, <clears throat> he got ruled out for an offside um, because Hoyland was, was in front of the, the goalkeeper, and it was probably a correct call. But then he delivered a dime uh, to Bruno for a full volley goal, which was really, really pretty. And then he helped marshal the defense. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, we've, we've got, you know, an old head veteran in there that understands what's supposed to happen at Manchester United and how to, how to lead just by being a player. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need the captain's armband. I'm at Manchester United. We all lead. Um, so positives from that. I'm interested to see what kind of lineup we put out because we're playing Crystal Palace again at the weekend, right. and, and surely they're going to put out a stronger lineup than they did. Uh, but I, for us, I'd like to see as good a starting 11 as we could put out, but I don't want that to come at, at sacrificing some of these guys that, you know, these young guys need to get some games to, to get confident. Yes. Um, yep. And I, I feel like that's a game that we could win maybe without having to, to utilize – uh, everybody from the outset or, or certainly for more than 60 minutes. Um, so I'm anxious to see who we put out. I'm anxious to see the performance. 
and uh, hopefully we, we can carry that, you know, a, a run of good games into next week. We've got Galatasaray, um, and um, then I think another cup game or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, we've got Galatasaray, Brentford at home, Sheffield away, Copenhagen at home before the, 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 derby. the city derby. So, you know, we've got a favorable run of games here. I'm yeah. not, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. they're easy, but I'm saying we're playing Galatasaray at home in the Champions League. We should be able to get up for that. We're playing Brentford. That, that's going to be a tough match. Aren't as but, strong as they have been, yes. but they are a good side, so we can't take it lightly. Sheffield going to be down there at the bottom fighting for their lives, and that's a terrible place to go sometimes. Um, and then... Um, there you go. Uh, Copenhagen. Copenhagen at, again at home. Uh, the, the only thing I'm not liking about this so far is uh, we, we will now have to on the return. You know, uh, when when you make the turn, we got to go to <laughs> Copenhagen. We got to go to Galatasaray. We've already played Bayern Munich away, so we do get that them at home. But yep. that's kind of a mm, tweener anyway. So we need to take advantage of some of this. Get get maximum points um, and uh, really show some growth. And hopefully in about this next five to six week period, uh, by the time we get to that city match, we'll have gotten back most of these guys that, you know, have some of these injuries. Martinez, although I, I got to be honest, Martinez um, has not really looked himself since coming back. He's not been quite so measuredly aggressive. He, he, his aggression seems to just be like, I'm going to kick you rather than there's a purpose to this. Oh, you wow. Know? Um, he, was de he was definitely a contributing factor to the second goal given up at Munich. Mm -hmm. um, his positional sense has, has not been good. Uh, his covering's not been good. So, um, you know, hopefully these guys can get back to form and, and we can put up a fight against City. Uh, you know, there's still a golf in talent. Sure. But, absolutely. But, you but. know, I, I think if we can get a, get a point out of them, maybe three at, at home. You know that's that's good, and then we got to play Newcastle right after that. So we need to be prepared to play these games. Yeah. Uh, d now my other question was like, is there anything that you've seen that is like of glaring concern, or is this just kind of the slog that you go through to try and get things going again, coming off of a season that was so successful, but still kind of mm -hmm. trying to find your way with some some new guys? Uh, I. I have a little bit of concern. I'm, I'm not sounding the alarm bells the way some people uh, ha have in, in the media and mm -hmm. in, in, you know, soccer Twitter for United. Sure. Uh, I think Onana needs a little bit more time to, to settle in. Um, he's got good footwork. That can be beneficial to us. Um, he, he's faced a lot of shots and a lot of close-up shots um, that, you know, anytime you go pick the, ball, pick the ball up out of the back of your net is, is – you know that that's depressing to a goalkeeper even if it wasn't yeah. their fault at all right. they believe right. their job is to keep the ball out of the net so he needs a you know the clean sheets mm -hmm. are good um that builds his confidence up um but it, it was disconcerting to see how easy he has has gotten beaten on a few of these shots and especially when we had a guy who stood on his head to keep the ball out of the net at times <laughs> you know i, I don't understand Man. how you I, how do you have a guy who wins the Golden Glove and he's not even in the team of the season? And then on top of that, he was let go by United. Okay, that's a that's a strategic okay. business decision. Okay. But he hasn't been picked up by anybody. I mean, this guy should be at least in Saudi Arabia getting oh, paid. Oh yeah, right. So I don't quite get it. Um, I, I, like I said, a little bit of concern about the positional awareness of the defense. Okay. Um, and the gelling of the midfield and, and kind of uh, up until yesterday, our lack of ability to score multiple goals. Um, but those things do seem to be kind of 
getting righted. Um, we've got competition for places, especially in attack. Uh, and we've got Amrabat and, and, and Mount finally in there. So I, I think there's more positives than, yeah. than and negatives or even gray area in there. Yep. Um, so we're just going to have to see some trends. Um, now. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> it's not been great for Chelsea. Um, no, which is why, once again, we have to play. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can cut it. You, you can cut it, man. So I guess my question is, and, and I'll preface it by saying, it really appears that very little has changed at Chelsea over yeah. the last season or so yeah. under multiple man managers. Is this as simple as these guys do need time to get used to playing in the Premier League? And, and let's face it, i I, I got to be honest, I think some of these guys are not quite ready sure, sure. for the Premier League yes. and maybe need some time to, to, to actually get accustomed to it. Yep. Is Pac's system uh, at fault? Is, is Todd Bowley visiting the, the, the training room too often? Good Lord. Is it all the above? Is it none of the above? Uh, you know, I think it is a combination. And um, I think we're going to have a call in sometime soon, hopefully. Um, I think it's all, a little bit of all the above. I think that also you need to throw in there, too. Once again, we are one, two, three, four, whoop, three, four, five, six games into the season. Um, we have a new squad. We have a brand new squad playing together. And I think what concerns me most out of all of those scenarios that you gave is, is Todd Bowley. Um, I believe Pochettino's, uh, I think his system is good. I still do. Um, I think it produces opportunities for Chelsea to score. I think that those opportunities to score aren't being Aren't, aren't being taken care of because of the other thing you talked about. You know, I think these guys need time. They just need time to mature. Some of them may not mature this year. Like you said, they may not be ready. Um, Nicholas Jackson's goal today was not impressive. I'm sorry. I'm glad it went in. I'm glad it went in, but it was not impressive. Um, I, I don't mean to be, you know, that guy, but I will say this. I think if Todd Bowley leaves it alone, then I think that Pochettino can start to get results. I think we can see results like today, because today, here's what I saw. Um, I, I don't even want to touch the Forest match, nor the Bournemouth match. Those, we should have at least came away with two points instead of just one. Um, at least. I, the Villa match, it's Villa. And, you know, they, they're a decent team. They're pretty good. And so, okay, with that one, we had plenty of opportunities. We just could not score. And so I think that's attributed to youth, some of our players not being ready, and also I think it just is they are learning to play together. They're learning, to, they're learning this system. I mean, Aaron, think about it. When, you know, when we were playing and we got a new manager, we had to learn their system. Six games in, uh -huh. you're still kind of asking questions. You're still trying to figure it out. And if you're a senior on your squad and you've got, you know, a big freshman class coming in, it's like, oh, God, these guys, you know. Now, obviously, nowhere near the caliber that we're talking here, but similarities do exist. They're human beings. They're young human beings. And so sometimes systems take a little longer to implement. 
Um, so I'm willing to give Pochettino that. Um, the adjustments he made during the Brighton match, uh, you know, coming out in the second half, I think were great. They, they pressed. Um, they, they caused turnovers. That's what caused the uh, opportunity for Jackson to score the goal. I am incredibly concerned about our midfield. We turn the ball over way too much, way too much in the midfield still. Um, you know, I have questions about Sanchez. Uh, it's very, very shaky, shaky um, as far as being in goal. Uh, there was, well, one time today he basically set them up for a goal and the guy skied it over the, over the you know, goal. He made two, or, yeah, two really good saves today when he didn't have to. He shouldn't have had to make those saves. Like, it started literally in the midfield. And so because of that, we, we, we look sloppy. We look bad. And, and, and that's a problem for Chelsea. So I think that all of that goes, goes to say, Todd Bowley, let, let this be like Novocaine, brother. Like, just let it take effect. Guys, listen, we do not need to sound the alarm yet. Concerns, yes, but we don't need to sound the alarm. Let this thing work its way through. That's what I think. We'll take a quick break here for an early halftime yeah. shot. Uh, as ever, big thank you to Chatham Tap and our servers tonight, JoJo and Dave and Jojo. Hannah. Kelly. 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 All right. There we go. So. And, oh, shout out to birthday girl, Claire Bear. Oh, Happy yes. birthday. Enjoying some time abroad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. Slancha. Oh. Thank you, JoJo. So I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not sounding the alarms yet. Mm -hmm. I, I really think that I really think that Pochettino's got something. I just don't think it's taken traction yet. Mm -hmm. But I do agree that I'm not sure we have the best squad out there yet. I don't think we've seen it. So I, I have a, a, a couple questions for you. Okay. Uh, quick hitter, are you concerned that these two recent losses have been at the bridge? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, because once again, you you go to Old Trafford, you're going to lose. You expect to lose. You should. If you go to the bridge, you should expect to lose. Mm -hmm. You just should. And nobody expects to lose right now going to the bridge. They mm -hmm. just don't. They mm -hmm. know that they can frustrate Chelsea. Um, uh, like I said, today was not impressive for me. It just wasn't impressive. Mm -hmm. If if Jackson doesn't get lucky and strike that ball just out of the reach of that. You know, a, a goalkeeper who was slow to react, mm -hmm. he didn't even strike it well, Aaron. And so I'm like, you know what? We'll take it, yes. But I am very, very worried that we can't step up at the bridge and literally get things done. Mm -hmm. you, we can't expect it to happen. My next, my next question is, is sort of twofold. It goes hand in hand. Um, how concerning is it that your captain is really struggling to stay healthy and... Does it concern you? And I, I'm not asking this question because I, I, I'm trying to hurt you because I know you're a fan of the guy. But Ben Chilwell was the captain today. Yes. Yes. He's not been at the club very long. I know. Yeah. And he's not really a, a senior He's not a player. Chelsea he's mainstay. A, he's, he's, not a, he's not a name. Yeah. Does it concern you that not just Ben Chilwell, but, that, I mean, you got a lot of young, inexperienced players 
how how do how do you see Chelsea getting beyond that? I, I think you need to go to Thiago Silva, hmm. and I think you need to say, we need you to get in these guys' ass and literally just be Thiago Silva. You know, and, and, and he's can made, he be Thiago Silva again? I I I think so. Like, maybe not physically. Okay. But I think in a in a presence type way, okay. I think he can. Um, you know, he's like, made like Terry's last couple of seasons. Exactly. Obviously, was a, sh a shadow of the player he had yes. been, but he was still a voice yes. in the locker room. He was yes. very important. Uh, uh, Dave, same same way uh, yeah. too. Dave, the same way. I, I think I, that, I think you're lacking that in the locker yes. room, and I think that contributes to the lack of cohesion sure. you're seeing. Absolutely, I think that if he does that, then we can have a that he can be that solidifying factor for us. In the locker room, he can. He has obviously enough, you know, uh, emotional credit to be able to get into someone's ass and say, "Look, Ben Chilwell, you suck today. Here's why you suck today. I need you in the practice on the practice pitch to do this, and I guarantee you something's going to happen." He has that ability to break down stuff like that. He does. Can build? Can Ben Chilwell become a Chelsea mainstay? Can he become? Oh somebody that you're like yeah this guy's going to be here at the bridge for you know maybe a decade or at least the better part of it mm. and we're going to be talking about this guy afterward do, do, do you see it in him I, I think the only way he does that is is um is with reese james being healthy okay i think he and reese james together can be a dynamic balance, duo balance that yep, out they okay. can be a really yeah. really they two together can be a mainstay to ask him oh <laughs> he's wrong phone <laughs> wrong phone don't call on mine. Hang on just a second, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, man, call on errands, okay? <laughs> okay, bye. All right, All right so awesome. We've got good friend of the pod, yes, I.O., yes. about to call in. Uh, huge, huge Chelsea fan. Yep. And uh, definitely after the game at the weekend said, I'm going to be calling in. And there so it is. Here we go. I.O., can you hear me? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, I lost my Bluetooth. Uh -oh. I need to connect. Just one second. There we go. Io, you there? Yes, sir. Yeah, oh, there, there we go. go. Awesome. There we go. All right, Io, we've, we've just been talking about Chelsea. I don't know if you how much you've, you've heard recently, uh, but I know you definitely <laughs> had some thoughts uh, about what um, had had occurred uh, uh, up up to this up to and including this weekend maybe not as much on today's game so uh take it away brother what are your thoughts about the club right now uh, uh before i continue i need one of y'all to set a timer for three minutes what what wait what was that set a timer for three minutes because if <laughs> okay I, talk, I, got be here I got you i got, got you. you okay i will cut you off at three brother here we go start all right cool so uh we're screwed <laughs> <laughs> wow, Io! Did you not hear yeah, all the brightness? I, I don't think he needed three minutes for that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, no, no we, yeah, absolutely, it's good. So here, where to start? Okay, so here's the thing, right? I Pot isn't necessarily to blame for all of this. Sure, you can blame his tactics and his rotations and this and the third, but honestly, within the span of like a year and a half. Um, his bully at Valley uh, clearly capital ownership as far as I'm concerned. And I was willing to give this, these guys the benefit of the doubt in the beginning because I'm like they're new or whatnot. But it's obvious to me they don't know what they're doing. Absolutely not. Mm. And, it's a, and 
I'm gonna tell you something, and once I tell you this, you are not going to be on. You're not going to be able to unsee it, right? Are you oh, ready? No, here we go. Okay. And you and you can use this because you heard it from me. You give me credit. How is this any different than the Philadelphia 76ers circa 2020? <gasps> Tell me that long-term project is not long-term product is not British slang for trust the process. Whoa. Like how like, how are they different? They're not. Like <laughs> this is the same thing. They're buying all these young players, banking on the future, and it's like and it's the same thing with the Sixers because with Sam Hickey and them at the time. The problem with them was like the idea wasn't bad. They just thought they were smarter than everybody else. Case in point, the way Clayton Capital's done about this, they think they're smarter than everybody else. Like it's ridiculous. Like anybody with a brain could have told you. Like, why are you buying every single player under the age of twenty-five and you expect to hit the ground running? I'm like, you know, like if we end up in the bottom three, we ain't going to be in the Premier League. Get relegated. They do realize this, right? Mm. Like we're going. We're going to get relegated. You don't really believe right now, you could are... get relegated, Dude, though, do you? Hey, Aaron, I think he's on to something, man. Like, I thought about this. I thought about okay, it. Okay, Aaron, let me, ask you, let, let me ask you this. Has Chelsea given you any indication that they could finish in the top half of the table since Potter took over? No, but I've also not really thought that they were in danger of being relegated. Mm. They're, they're going My to guy, get points. We lost to Forrest at home. And yeah. have you seen our next fixtures for yeah. the next six weeks? Yeah. We play Brighton again. We play Arsenal. We play Y'all. We play Brentford. City. We play Newcastle. We play Brentford. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this right now. If Pochettino does not get at least 20 total points by Christmas, he's gone. I, I, oh, man. I mean, I, I wrote it down. Man. I said Chelsea face Brighton at home today, then play Fulham and Burnley away before home tests against Arsenal and Brentford are followed by a trip to Spurs. The next six weeks may be Pac's most crucial of his yeah. career. I could see him not like, making it to to Christmas. Oh, man. You know... It, like, I'll put it like this. Like this. If we do not beat Fulham on Monday... Yes. We are facing a relegation six-pointer against Burnley. Yes, a absolutely. And three minutes is up, but I'm, I don't care. We need to keep talking about I, it. I, I, is there any one of these new guys that you look at and you 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 get a little excited about is there anyone that brings you any positivity a <laughs> long silent pause <laughs> I, i'm trying but not really wow man like i'm looking at this entire team and i'm just like like i know this is going to be a hot take for a lot of people when i say this because i said this at work to another person reporter and they act like i told them zola was the worst player of in chelsea history but i do think enzo fernandez isn't as good as advertised mm. i don't think like i i don't think he's bad i don't think he breaks a british record for good is part of that problem well, possibly like, that for you know when he came in last year uh, I, I, I thought he did okay. Uh, I, th I thought he showed some glimpses and played well, but it was mainly as a six. And it looks like he's being pushed forward into an eight type of role. Is, should he be reverting back to a six? And uh, He seems more like a natural holding midfielder who can occasionally play a good line-splitting pass versus a guy that you should be but, relying on for offense. But here's my thing, though. If, um, but here's my thing. If you were going to get a six, why uh, claim as a six 
But you could have stayed well, at least three quarters of that money and got somebody else. Like, if you want to spend a hundred million, and I said it at the time, I, you should have gone. They should have gone to Dortmund as um, uh, Dortmund was. Jude Bellingham was hitting for at the time. Now, right. That said, Dortmund could have said no, but at least they were like in the conversation. Would you be better off with be like, with Jorginho and Kovacic still in the squad? Oh man! You know what the irony is? I, I so I firmly believe that. Here's the thing. So I don't. Um, there was a report in the Athletic that came out a few months ago that. A lot of the players, when Jorginho was sold to Arsenal, were upset because Jorginho was one of the few pe- people on that squad that spoke multiple languages and could pull everybody together. Oh, wow. Of oh, yes. yeah. I know. Shocking. Yes. So Also, what's like, up with yeah, selling one of your better players to a direct rival? Yeah, no. Oh. I mean, that, that, that's just taboo to me. I mean, I'll take Robin Van Persie over and over again all day long, <laughs> but yeah. you just don't do this. No, no, you don't. So, and, 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 see, and see, that's the annoying thing about this whole, um, the whole board, right? So, like, they, they, so today, right, he had a good game. I'll give him that. Cole Palmer had a good game. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. You telling me that what you spent on Cole Palmer on quote-unquote potential, you couldn't have gotten James Madison? Ooh, yeah. who is looking very good looking at Spurs good. so far. Yeah. Left Bukayo Sacco for dead on the wing. Yeah, I'm like, you couldn't have gotten James Madison? In fact, if I may, if I may just for a hot second, I will tell you the exact moment I knew this board, don't know what they're doing, and they're like the Sixers of the Premier League. I will tell you exactly deadline day in January, where they were so focused on getting the Enzo deal off the line, a player that barely anybody in Europe has heard of, but had a great World Cup and had to like great plays release clause to go get. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they like Vs that uh, in Paris, not knowing about it either because they messed up the paperwork because they were too focused on getting Enzo, and then he has to come back because he's past the deadline. And what do we do? We play him in the next game. Yes. The very next game. As a starter. The second I saw that, I'm like, oh no, we, oh we screwed, we we got no hope. Yeah, it's a we're wrap. Done. It's a wrap there, man. It, it, we're done here. Like, if any manager for sees at Chelsea now is in spite of clearly capital, not because, and I will stand ten toes down on that. So let me let me throw this at you, Io. Um, right now, <laughs> obviously, we've got we've got the injury bug still hanging around, and and honestly, I think I think that Pochettino answered that question really well after. Um, <clears throat> after the last match, not today, but he answered it real well. He's like, look, it happens. You know, clubs have people that are injured, blah, blah, blah. What, what does it look like if we have a healthy Christopher Nkunku? Uh, if we have a healthy, uh, you know, Reese James? What, do, do, we, do we have, like, a different result now? Or is it the, is it the, is it the, is it Pochettino? Is it his plan? So, here's my thing, right? When people say, and I don't include you. It's a, it's a legit question, but I hate the injury question, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Mm-hmm. you telling me we spent all this money yeah. in three transfer windows, one person goes down, and we can't score? Right. Is that what you're telling me? Okay. One person goes down. Not, not two, one. Like, if, it, if we're going to be honest, right, let's say it was only included that got injured. Who's scoring for us? Yeah, I mean, that could, it, it would be... Well, I, I'd take yeah. it a step further and, and say that 
first off, I think it's become clear that, is it Nicholas Jackson? Is that his yeah, name? Nicholas Jackson. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if he can be good enough, but he's not quite ready. That seems obvious. He's, he's really struggled to, to find the back of the net. But to me, the bigger issue is you're not really creating chances. And the, and the games that I've watched where Chelsea create chances, those chances mm -hmm. come from Raheem Sterling being very direct, using his pace, and mm -hmm. nobody understanding how to play off of him. And the cutback needs to be for a true number nine, which yes. you guys really have. Yeah. I mean, what... I don't know what and, happened to Romelu Lukaku, and 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 I and I say that <laughs> as somebody. I mean, he, of the he, he played for Manchester United and and had some of the same issues. But I mean, what has happened to the true number nine in the game of uh, in the international game? Yeah. And you see, that's and that is why I'm fully convinced. Like, they clearly capital uh, Christopher Stewart and uh, Christopher Ravel, They don't know what they're doing because not being able to score was always an issue, right? Right. Like, it's been an issue going back to Tuchel. But at the very least, you won't go be able to score on him, right? Mm -hmm. So, there's that. But I'm just like, you have all these supposed data analysts and whatnot, and your team decided to go on Nicholas Jackson, who's only spent one year at Villarreal and who was only good. And by the way, how people in England were hyping up to Nicholas Jackson told me, told me everything I need to know that. The people in England don't watch La Liga. Yeah, that's, right. that's a good point. Because <laughs> anyone who watched La Liga could have told you Nicholas Jackson had a run, but that was only because Jared Moreno was injured and he came on. Mm. And did he have a great one? Yes. But it was not enough to be like, oh, yeah, let's bring him in. Like, all these data scientists, you're telling me you couldn't find someone better than Nicholas Jackson? And again, I'm not saying that he is not going to be the striker we're all hoping to be. But the problem is he was young. He was raw. You could have gotten like Alexander Mitrovic, for example, on the, on the cheap. I mean, he's probably better than Jackson. Now, you may say he plays for Fulham, but at this point, he scores more goals than Nicholas Jackson. That's just a fact. You could have gone to Newcastle and be like, hey, man, um, what's Callum Wilson hitting for? I know he's a judge. Right. I would like him to start. At least he's a proven Premier League goal yeah. scorer. Yeah. And I like it's simple stuff like that. I'm, I'm not saying they have to take the bank, but I'm just saying like, even if you couldn't find that world kind of striker, I'm like, there are capable strikers out there. Well, like, I don't. If you are creating. I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen the news today, but something that might make you happy is Napoli made the mistake of publicly mocking oh. their own player, Victor oh. Osimhen. So oh. maybe, I'm, I'm maybe uh, right you can make I'm some. Just, uh, maybe you can I'm make some right phone there. calls back there. Hey, there I'm, you I'm, go. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just stop here. I'm just stop you right there. Yeah. Hey, Victor Osimhen is smart. He will not touch Chelsea with the same. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He's smart. No, no. This, just, no, no. This, like his. Here's the thing. How confident are we as Chelsea fans? Because I remember before the season started, in preseason, everybody was like, Chelsea just need to, Chelsea just need to, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I, I, I didn't really get caught up in the hype. I'm just mm -hmm. like, yes. it's the preseason, let's wait. Neither let, did the show. See what, yeah. Let's see what happens. Like, let's temper our expectations. Like, are we even going to make, like, forget making Europe, try saying Premier League, win next week against Fulham. Burnley. Yeah, that, can talk. that was the thing that was disappointing for me today, just because it was like, oh, wow, we got to win. But wait, it's not in the Premier League. It's, right. you know, it's like, ah, oh, it would have helped. I, I, I do have a question for you real quick, uh, mm -hmm. Io. I, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going okay. to give credit to Mudrick today. 
Mudrick actually made some plays. He actually did. He, he made some uh, opportunities to score. We just can't score them. Okay. Do you see him? You know do you see him being able to be a part of this team or not? Okay, it's funny you say that. So now that you mention it, I will say this for Mudrick. He did impress me by saying, like, I mean, he's shown some immaturity. I don't know if you know about mm -hmm. the incident at the right. gym when he was feeling the dude that had plumber's butt and posted on the internet. It was real embarrassing, real immature stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, but um, I will say, I was impressed when he said, hey, I wasn't on my best last season. I'm going to go to the U21 Euros. I play for Ukraine so I can get my fitness up. So, you know, I will give him that. And he has looked like a bright spot. I will give him that. What I want to see from him is more consistency and end product. If yes. you do that, yes. then we can talk. You, you can't but, just have I, Sterling creating. you got to have someone else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. The only problem is you can't play Modric and Chilwell at the same time. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Because they kind of occupy each other's spaces. So, like the better option, and I hate to say this, maybe Kukurea, if you're if you're absolutely going to go with Modric. Now, maybe Chilwell and Modric can figure out a way to play together, but just because of the spaces they tend to occupy, I don't think it can work. Well, like it, I said, it sounds like Kukurea has uh, sent up everything but a smoke signal to say he wants out of Chelsea in the Jan <laughs> January transfer window. So, I mean, who doesn't want out of yeah. Chelsea right, exactly. at this point? Exactly. All right, we, we need to wrap up here. Uh, I, I'm going to leave you with one question. Would you rather have yeah. Todd Bowley and his ownership group or the Glazers? Ooh. And yet another pause. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that sums point, up the state of both of our clubs no, right now. <laughs> no, 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 you, know what, you know what the funny thing is about that? At this point, I will. I hate to admit this, but I may, I'll probably say the Glazers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 even even with the transfers, right? Even the ones that went awry, you can explain why they made them. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. The Jaden Sancho, I know why you made that. Right. 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 Casemiro, yeah. no brainer. I know why you yeah. made that. Rafael Varane. I know why you made that. Oh, no, no. I know why you made that. Yeah. No one can give me a good explanation as to why we needed to go sign the Southie. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, like, no one has made a good explanation for me of, like, why we have to spend, uh, break the British transfer record for a guy that's only played in one Premier League season where we could have gotten Edson Alvarez and James yeah. Ward-Prowse for half the price who are Ooh. killing it our West. James Ward-Prowse we Prowse Prowse. Oh, in a Chelsea uniform. That'd be, that'd be fun there. That yeah. Hey, we're reconnected. So okay. hopefully, hopefully yeah. you're all, hopefully there you're all still out there. Maybe. Uh, uh, hey, whoa, whoa. Would hate, would hate. Oh, we're rolling again. We're rolling again. Yes, we're good. We are good. Okay, so, um, rolling everything back and saying a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. Um, yeah, I was onto something. I, I think that this comes down to management. I think that Todd Bowley needs to uh, just once again back off, dude. Back off. Let's see what happens. You do not need to buy anybody else. Don't buy anybody else. Don't. Not right now. Unless a Super 9 comes up, there's no reason to buy anyone. Just stop. That's my opinion. Because, once again, people have to, especially now, fans today, they have to be told why things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about Man U. Man U is one of those classic clubs with, you know, classic fans who want to know why. Why did we sign this person? And just like Ayo said, you can go down the list and you can say, this is why, this is why, this is why. We cannot go down the list. 
Tell me why we keep Armando Broya. Why? Uh, your squad is blooded. What, what, I, I can't begin to, to explain Why do we keep him? Why do we not play Madweke? Is, is, he, is he that hurt? If he's that hurt, let us know. Let yeah. us know. True. So, anyway. Uh, real quick, a little bit on... Okay, there you go. Okay, that'll be brief. Uh, during the transfer win or transfer window, during the international <laughs> break, uh, we did have two games against Uzbekistan Ooh. and Oman, um, which we won three nil and four nil respectively. Yeah. Bit Didn't flattering, wasn't great, um, but I will say the the bonus is you know it, two two wins, two clean sheets. Um, you know, people are going to complain about Berhalterman no matter what, but there was positive news that he's reached out to Reyna, and hopefully they can uh, kind of reconcile, and that Reyna, if healthy, again, if healthy, yeah. uh, will be called into the October camp for the game against Germany. So yep. we'll see how that goes. Um, not what? a lot to us. Um, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Let me, let me check. You know, would, would, would that still be going? I don't know. I don't let's, know what's happening see. here. I apologize, mm -hmm. folks, for, for our, all our technical difficulties because there's really no rhyme or reason as to why this is happening. Um, let's see what's happening so, here. So uh, uh, there is all that. So You know what? It looks like that we have been going on tubes. Um, successful. Yeah. So uh, hope, hopefully we are still hanging in there. Um, we may have to call this one. We may have to call it short before we... Uh, you know, yeah. blank out again. So, uh, you know, the, the U.S., I think, I, I agree. I think we need to make a good showing. We're hosting it, for God's sake. Yes. So let's let's make a good showing. Let's show that we mean business. Let's put our best foot forward, um, especially when we play those big teams like Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that we send a message. I think that we do the things we need to do. If we get up, great. Pull the guys and then put someone else in, wonderful. But I think that we need to start out strong. Mm -hmm. That's just my thought. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, then there you go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, then I, I think I can go ahead and introduce well. us yeah. to the Hey Aaron segment. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. All the drunk people in the back. Say, ah. uh, the Hey Aaron segment tonight is uh, based off of something that my, my dear friend Aaron showed me today. Um, and... Dude, all the nostalgia that brings back the times that I've sat and I've watched World Cups, right? Mm -hmm. um, I want to know from you, what is your favorite World Cup that you have ever watched or been to? Favorite World Cup that you have ever watched or been to? Strictly World Cup. Yes. Strictly World Cup. Um, I, I got to say... 2006 was special mm. from the standpoint of uh, I went with three guys that I, you know played on I played on a, a men's uh, soccer team with good friends uh, spent like a week and a half over in Germany attended a few games uh, it was a good tournament um, you know and for me personally unfortunately it ended poorly because of, of Zidane I'm a huge Zidane fan yeah man uh, and and you know casual fans just know him as the guy who did the headbutt instead of one, one of, of the, the greatest players of all time uh, and and sadly the individual performance he gave against Brazil in the match before uh, uh, against Italy uh, was a masterclass. I mean, he absolutely turned uh, what was a very, very good Brazilian team into a bunch uh, of amateurs. He just absolutely took over the entire match. Yep. Um, but the whole thing, Germany put on a great World Cup. We got to travel around. We saw multiple cities. Uh, so it was it was an absolute blast. And uh, I'm happy for this. <laughs> Let no me idea. make sure. 
connected successfully. Uh, I, okay. I don't I don't know what's happening here, folks. There you I go. really apologize. Again, if you want to be our intern, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we pay we pay in alcohol and hugs. <laughs> there you go. So without any further ado, my friend, Aaron's final thoughts. What do you got for us, man? Yeah, for those of us, or for those of us, the, for those of you who've been following along uh, for the last uh, oh couple of years, but definitely this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, unfortunately lost lost both parents, but uh, been going through the condo and, and finding some fun old stuff. So uh, found a couple of items the last time Man, I was out there. Those are those and, are uh, wonderful. Those are that's mint from from almost. the World Cup I just mentioned. Uh, that was one of my favorite and an official match program. Uh, from the Germany World Cup 2006 uh, was just an absolute blast, but even better. World Cup USA 94. Uh, yes. My family w drove up to Detroit to watch the United States play Switzerland in the Pontiac Silverdome, where uh, they had, uh, of course, FIFA international matches, World Cup matches have to be played on grass. Pontiac Silverdome is an old-school turf stadium, so they had to come up with a way to, to make it okay to play, so they tagged Purdue. Uh, to come up with a plan, and Purdue put together, they grew these uh, eight by eight hexagonal pods that fit in together like a tongue and groove system. They put it all together, they wheeled it into the stadium, and problem solved. Aside from the fact that uh, they couldn't turn the air conditioning on in the stadium, <laughs> uh, otherwise the grass would wilt. So you could actually Man. see moisture in oh the air up God. in the nosebleeds wow. at the Pontiac Silverdome. But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And what that made me think of is how far we've come. You know, soccer is not a, a native, uh, you know, footballing soccer country. Right, right. Uh, we were early on because of the, the immigrants and things like that, but it really fell out. And we had failed to qualify for 40 years, and that was a huge, huge breakthrough to, uh, I believe it was Paul Caligiuri, is that right? Somebody will correct me. It was Paul Caligiuri who scored the goal that sent us to 1990 in Italy. Mm. But four years later, we hosted. And yes, we automatically qualified, but we did get out of our group. Um, we uh, you know, had uh, a famous victory over Colombia. Uh, that is probably overshadowed by some of the nefarious aspects uh, that we now know, now know of. And yes, we lost 1-0 to Brazil on the 4th of July in, in, in the first knockout round. That said, think about what we were at that time. Yes. We were largely a group of uh, kind of, you know, glorified, overachieving college players. Uh, and a handful of army brats. It's just like my country, they were young, scrappy, and hungry. There you so. go. And we were able to put a product on the field. And, and we've had ups and downs, but that was 30 years ago. Yeah, man. And exactly 32 years later, we're going to host a World Cup. And we now boast a side with several guys that are playing in the Champions League, yeah. contributing massively for big teams across Europe, guys who are stalwarts, for their club team at, at mid-table clubs. Tim Ream at Fulham is, is just a fantastic story to, to think about. Yeah. Um, so where we've come from and what we've been able to do, I think is, is just brilliant. And you look at other teams who've done that. You look at especially a lot of the Asian and African nations that have yeah. had similar journeys. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's been great to see that. So, um, I, you know, I, I guess my, my point is... Uh, even though the road is long and arduous, there's always positivity to take from it, and the, and the you know the the journey itself is very much worth it. Uh, but think about where we've come from and where we are now, 
And then think about where we could be in another 30 years. Yes. yes. I don't think it's unrealistic for the United States to win a World Cup. We have a massive mm. country. We've got yeah. thousands, if not millions, of kids playing youth soccer. We recognize how early we need to get them into these academy programs now. We understand that we need to get them you know, into these European programs at an early enough age. And I think the future is bright. I know people are down on Burhalter. I know people are down on certain players. But the reality is we have never had a squad with this level of individual and team talent. Yes. And I, I, you know, I love those guys from 90 and 94, but they would get beat 10 nothing by this team. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I think there's a lot of positives to take from that. And we need to put aside this triple G bullshit and get behind this team and cheer them on for as far as they can go on home soil. And you know what? Four years later, a lot of those guys are still going to be there. Pulisic's going to be there. Weston's going to be yep, there. Yep. Uh, Eunice is going to be there. Gio's going to be there. Tim Way is going to be there. And there'll yes. be the next generation that comes through to support them. So um, it, it's just wonder, wonderful to see where we've come from and, and where we are now and where we could go in the future. And the only thing I want to add to that is along those same lines, two U.S. women national team greats have oh, just retired. Man. Julie Ertz and Megan Rapino, and um, their impact on the U.S. women's national team is is almost impossible to quantify. They've won cups, they've won medals, they've won players of the year, things of that nature. They're great leaders. They're powerful women, and especially Megan Rapino. Uh, you may dislike her for outspokenness and not agree with her politics. Um, but a lot of people didn't view Muhammad Ali exactly. or uh, John yep. Carlos and these guys yep. as the uh, you know barrier breakers that they were. And people are going to look back at this time period and say, thank you, Megan Rapino, for taking the knee, for standing Doing up for did. the rights of, 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 of others and, and being uh, the purple pixie elf that yes. she is. So shout out to them. Shout out to U.S. soccer in general and not U.S. soccer, the organization, U.S. soccer, the concept. Yes. And if we all get behind them, we're going to lift a World Cup one there day. There you folks. go, ladies and gentlemen. Man, that all came from you. Yeah. Okay. All right, then, man. That's that's badass. That's really good, dude. Love you. All right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get in under the deadline. We might get on Instagram. <laughs> Come and join us next time whenever we host the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat, brought to you by the Evan and Aaron Show here at Chatham Tap Fishers. Get here this Saturday at 9.30 yes. a.m. for breakfast oh. and the early morning games, and then 11 on Brecky. Sunday for the regular menu. The breakfast is delicious. Mm. Had some bacon here the other day, and it was fantastic. They need so. to bring, bring back Fat Frank. Fat they Frank would be good. They need so, to bring back get in here, folks. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. Hit us up on all of our platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. We're on Linktree. Uh, there's probably more stuff out there we need to get on. Is Twitch a thing? Uh, I don't know. It is. So, it is. We miss you, Jay. We miss you, Claire Bear. Take care. Have fun over there. We will see you back on this side of the pond next time. Hashtag say gang. Hashtag black people vote. We out. <laughs>